Shalom Aleichem to everybody, Perik Beis, Mishnah Beis, Mesechas Avos, Rabbi Gamliel, Benoshel, Rabbi Yehuda, Hanasi, Omer. Yafes Salmud Torem Derech Eretz. Wonderful, terrific it is to Torah study combined with Derech Eretz working and being engaged in the workforce. Shiagias Shnei Mishkachas Avon. That engagement in both affairs both Torah study and work affairs, will leave one and will allow one not to sin. V'chol Torah shein ima malacha, and any Torah study or involvement in the world of Torah that does not have within malacha work, sofa betela v'goreres avon, ultimately will become batel, nullified, and will cause one to sin. At first blush and at first glance, this Mishnah may be surprising. One would imagine that Torah study and Torah study alone should be sufficient to allow one not to sin. And why would it be that you need to be engaged in work and working our hands, our minds, whatever work we may be involved with? Why is it that Torah necessitates derech eretz? And why is it that Torah needs within melacha in order that there's not going to be sin? There are three approaches potentially to addressing this question. The first of which is practical. The Gmar Mesechas Brachos and Aflam and Hamim Beis cites a machlokas between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Shimon Rechai as to how one should go about one's day, one's week, and really one's life. Rabbi Shimon Rechai, whose yard site we recognized two days ago on Lagba Omer, was of the opinion that Torah, 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 Torah study, and that's all. There should be no engagement at all in anything outside of learning Torah. And Rosh Hashim said, it's possible that one could be involved in chrisha, in in plowing a field. One could be involved in kitsira, and cutting the field, and zriya, and sowing a field. Torah, ma tehei aleh. When is there going to be time for Torah study? Thus, Rosh Hashim Berchai was of the position that Torah and Torah alone. Rabbi Shmuel argued and said, no, like we read in the second chapter of Shema, we need to engage in work. We need to work with our hands, with our feet. We need to be involved in this world. And Abaye commenting on this machloka says, Harbe asuk Reb Shimon ben Yochai v'lo also be adam, but harbe asu ki Reb Shmuel v'alsa be adam. People tried the way of Rabbi Shimon ben Yerchai to engage only in Torah study, learning, davening, Torah, Torah, Torah. It didn't work. It didn't go. But those who followed the path, the policy and protocol of Rabbi Shmuel were successful. Therefore, what this Mishnah means and what this Gemara means is that for practical circumstances, it makes sense for most Jews to be engaged in the combination of Torah and Malacha, Torah and Derech Eretz. Yes, there's a unique group of people, we call them Shevet Levi, that are engaged in Talmud Torah, Yom and Velayla, and that unique select group of people will be successful and they won't sin, and they will get close to Kaddish Baruch Hu by learning and learning and learning. But for the average Jew, for the average Joe, this Mishnah speaks to us. We need to be engaged in 50, 50, 75, 25, whatever it may be. That's up to every person, every community, or every person who has to deal and to approach this. But there's no question that there needs to be a balance. And that balance has to be honest. You have to study Torah and you have to work. You have to work and you have to study Torah. Both are critical, both are crucial, but it's both that's going to allow one's mind to be fertile, that's going to allow one's mind to be busy and occupied with all aspects of life, and therefore will stave a person off from sinning. 
There's another way to understand this Mishnah, and it's based actually upon the Avos the Rebbe Nassan. In Parakut Aleph, the Avos the Rebbe Nassan says, "Kishem sheatorin nitna bivris, kachamelacha nitna bivris." That just as the Torah was given through a covenant, so to work was given through a covenant. Ratzalomar shehi bechal mitzvah. This is to teach us that work milacha is also a mitzvah. Meaning, there are things that a person can do, engage in the workforce that are mitzvos. There's chesed, there's being helpful, there's guiding people, there's advising people, there's healing people, there's encouraging people. Occupation is a form of a mitzvah. Torah is a mitzvah and occupation is a mitzvah. And these two things allow for this balance, this equilibrium, and the ability for a human being to be successful. But there's a third approach, and it's again based upon the Mishnah, the Gemara Mesecha Sanhedrin, that states that amongst other people who are prohibited and are unfit to serve as witnesses, a Mesachic Bakuvia, somebody who's a gambler, is prohibited from being a witness. And there's a debate in the Gemara as to the reason why, and one position in the Amoraim is because he's Eino Oseik B'Yeshuvo Shel Ola, an individual who's a gambler is not furthering the welfare of society. And that comes to teach that being inverse of a proper job and a proper occupation means that that person is osek b'yeshuvo shel olam, that that individual is engaged in the workforce, is furthering the welfare of society. So it's not just that it's practical to be involved in learning, to be involved in work. It's not just that it's a mitzvah to be working, but rather somebody who is engaged in the workforce is osek b'yeshuvo shel olam. He's involved in furthering the welfare of society and you don't have to look so far throughout our history, Tanakh, Tanaim, and Amoraim. We had great individuals who were engaged deeply in the workforce as early as the great grandfather of Noah, Chanoch, who the Torah tells us, Vayele Chanoch es Halokim. Chanoch walked in the ways of God, and the Medrash commenting says that Chanoch was a cobbler and was Miyached Yehudim. What does that mean that he was a cobbler? And that he was miyached yichudim, that he was engaged in Kabbalistic meditations. What was he doing? And the Mepharshim explained either one of two ways. That he was a person who was balanced. He was a cobbler who was also able to reach the height of spiritual perfection and spiritual attainment. The Kabbalist of the deepest element able to connect to Kodesh Baruch Hu. Or like Rabbi Saul Salanter says a little bit differently, that even though he was a cobbler, he was meaning he was honest in business. He was truthful. He was fair. He was able to balance the bein adam lemakom, the bein adam lechaveru, perfectly and harmoniously. And there was no tugging of two ends. And that's what this Mishnah means, that ability to learn Torah with Derech Eretz or with Melacha. Because when you're solely focused on Torah and you're combining that with work, you're occupied and your mind is occupied and your goof is occupied with thoughts and practical applications of how you could be the best Jew that it's possible to be. But of course the Avos were all Roet's own shepherds, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and throughout Tanakh, the great Jewish leaders of the Shiva Roim. David HaMelech was a shepherd. Moshe Rabbeinu was a shepherd. And you look in the Tanoim and Amoraim, the same thing is true. We know Rabbi Yochanan is known as Rabbi Yochanan HaSandler. He was a shoemaker. Rabbi Yitzchak was known as Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha. He was a blacksmith. Hillel, before he became Nasi, was a woodchopper. Rabbi Yossi ben Chalafta was a tanner. Rabbi Yana and Rabbi Yossi Berchia owned vineyards. And if you look throughout the Bavli, you see references to the Amoraim who were engaged in the workplace. Well, why? 
Shouldn't they have been learning? Shouldn't they have been teaching? The answer is this Mishnah, that the combination of Torah and Derech Eretz, the combination of Torah with Melacha, is gorer and stops sin. And that's what these people were engaged with, and that's why the Chafetz Chaim, even more recently, the Rabban Shalkol Bnei Agola, he was a person who authored the Mishnah Brewer, the Chafetz Chaim. There's no home that doesn't own the books on some level of the Chafetz Chaim, owned a supermarket and a store. And when he felt that his day's business was sufficient, he would close his shop and go back to study. The Rambam Maimonides in Hilchos Talmud Torah and Hilchos Yisodei Torah tells on a balance that one should have. In his time, he says, you should learn Torah for nine hours a day and you should work for three hours a day. Today, Halavai should just be the opposite, that we should work for nine hours and learn for three hours. But there needs to be this balance and we have to be honest in both ways. When one is just engaged in Torah, are you really learning? Are you really, really doing what you're supposed to do, maybe it'd be beneficial for you to engage in something else. And if you're working all day, are you being honest? Am I really involved and engaged on some level, on some curriculum of Torah study? Because that balance has to be there. And I credit each and every single one of you for listening to this podcast because you're taking 10 minutes of your day and thinking, contemplating, learning, studying, how could I implement, how could I be better, how could I grow, and how could I learn Torah in a more significant, honest, and real way. And thus, the yesod of this Mishnah, really the yesod of life on a certain level for each of us, and especially those who are focused in the workforce and in the work world, making sure that we're combining these aspects, and number two, recognizing that we should be proud, that we're engaged in Yeshuvah Shel Olam, we're engaged in furthering the welfare of society. We're engaged in a mitzvah. We're helping people. Whatever occupation we may be in, focus and think, how is my job helping people and helping the world? And recognize that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. It works. The Mishnah says so. Gemara says so. And we see throughout history, this is what great Gedoli Yisrael also did. Have a terrific, wonderful, outstanding day.